Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, a story about Puerto Rico. U.S. Treasury Secretary uh, Jacob Liu warning that Puerto Rico may need a U.S. government bailout if the Congress doesn't pass a bill that helps the island restructure its debts and prevent a series of cascading defaults. We'll investigate. But right now, let's go to Catherine Cowdery in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Pim. And Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. The stock market is clawing back some of the ground it lost last week. The benchmarks are advancing, helped by gains in banks and consumer discretionary companies. Traders have lowered their expectations for higher interest rates in June after data showing manufacturing slowed last month. Investors are awaiting the government's monthly jobs report this Friday. Drew Mattis, chief economist at UBS, on his expectations for the April employment report. We'll probably get 200 and we'll see the unemployment rate drop. And and perhaps more importantly, we should see some wage gains. Uh, And I think that combination will be quite favorable. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is up 109.6 tenths of a percent, trading at 17,882. S&P 500 up 15.7 tenths of a percent at 2,079. The Nasdaq is higher by 38.8 tenths of a percent, trading at 48.13. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down $1.05 a barrel, 2.3% to 44.87. Spot Gold is up $2 a ounce at 12.9250. Ten-year Treasury down 7. 30 seconds with a yield of 1.85%. Among today's top business stories, construction spending increased in March to its highest level in more than eight years. Gains in home building and non-residential construction offset a drop in government projects. American Express is spending more money to attract cardholders. That's the word from Chief Executive Ken Chenault. He said Amex is actively seeking retail partners as it works with a great sense of urgency to improve its results. Valiant Pharmaceuticals International is retreating again today, down as much as 13%, after billionaire Warren Buffett criticized the drugmaker's strategy at the annual meeting of his company, Berkshire Hathaway. And now let's get an update of some of the other stories we're following on Bloomberg Radio today. Catherine, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. It was a day off for most kids in Detroit's public school system. The teachers' union encouraged members to call in sick as a protest of funding issues at the financially struggling district. Kimberly Love is a teacher at Detroit's Class Tech High School. We have acted in good faith as educators, and now it's time for us to really stand strong in solidarity to send a message to district officials and to the state that enough is enough. In March, emergency funding was made available to keep the Detroit Public School District operating through the end of the school year. Secretary of State John Kerry wants Russia to help broker a nationwide ceasefire in Syria. He spoke to reporters as he arrived in Geneva to start another round of peace talks. We are talking directly with the Russians, even now. The hope is that we can make some progress. 
Last week, dozens of people were killed in the city of Aleppo when Syrian planes attacked. Governor Chris Christie has rejected legislation tightening requirements that New Jersey employers pay workers doing the same job equally, regardless of gender. Governor Christie conditionally vetoed the measure today, saying state law already bans gender-based pay discrimination. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Catherine? Thank you. And now let's get an update of those equity benchmarks. Dow Industrial Average up 106 points at 17,880. S&P 500 up 14 points at 2,079. The Nasdaq is up 38 points at 48.13. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The governor of the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, Alejandro Garcia Padilla, warned that Puerto Rico bond investors will face a cascade of defaults beginning in July unless the U.S. Congress passes legislation that would facilitate a restructuring of the Commonwealth's debt. Well, how likely is that? Let's find out from David Towell. He is the president and the co-founder of Maglin Capital. David, thank you very much for being with us. So give us an update and and any prognosis you can for this patient that, uh, at least today, is not paying uh, $422 million from the Government Development Bank on interest that is due. Uh, So this is just another, uh, I'd say, data point on the timeline here for Puerto Rico. Um, It is seemingly a a point in time that the Congress didn't particularly think was so significant. Uh, The real um, point in time that is at at this point absolutely critical is a a July 1st uh, date where roughly $2 billion of total payments are due. And more importantly, of those payments, uh, it will be potentially the first payment on general obligations bonds uh, that the, the, the Commonwealth could go into default on. Why is it so critical to understand the value or the difference of a general obligation bond than, let's say, something from the Commonwealth's uh, Development Bank? Oh, sure. Uh, so uh, as with being you know, even corporate capital structures, uh, there are varying priorities uh, on debt. Um, and when it comes to a uh, commonwealth like this one, um, some uh, bonds or some uh, debt is guaranteed by certain revenue streams. Uh, in the case of general obligations bonds, they're actually guaranteed by the constitutional Puerto Rico. Uh, exactly what that means uh, to the extent that they were to default on that and exactly who would be able or which classes of bondholders would be entitled to which revenue streams that the Commonwealth produ- produces uh, is actually a question that, that hasn't been answered. Uh, and so, therefore, uh, you know, missing a payment on those GOs in July uh, would actually bring the legal issue to a head um, and m- make you know, play out very disastrously uh, for the Commonwealth itself. Uh, forget about the bondholders for a second. Uh, you know, the Commonwealth itself is under tr- tr- severe financial stress right now, and the citizens of the island, you know, need to get, uh, you know, necessary uh, infrastructure, necessary uh, and basic, you know, services provided, um, and that will further come under strain, you know, to the extent that a July 1st payment is missed. Well, just to uh, highlight what you said, uh, Governor Padilla, he said that he's going to be focusing on providing essential services 
rather than pay uh, creditors. This is so far the biggest default. I guess you get attention when it's a billion dollars uh, of a missed payment r- rather than just $422 million. <laughs> It's not only that, Tim. Uh, you know, today's bonds, um, you know, don't allow uh, the creditors uh, necessarily to bring the Commonwealth to a halt. Uh, the missed GO payment, however, um, you know, if interpreted favorably for those general obligation bondholders, could actually disallow Padilla from redirecting funds. Uh, if the GOs are successful in a litigation, uh, which says under the Commonwealth's Constitution uh, that they must be paid. Well, frankly, general obligation bondholders may have an entitlement uh, that could be very much higher than you know the necessary infrastructure uh, of the Commonwealth, or at least you know anything beyond the absolutely most bare bone basic needs of the Commonwealth. What about forty seven cents on the dollar? This I understand is the agreement or the basis for an agreement by the Government Development Bank which defaulted today, and some of their hedge funds bondholders. Would that Uh, Yeah. There was a news report regarding that, regarding a certain group of bondholders comprising less than 25% of the total outstanding bonds. Um, And it also says that nothing is definite and that they would use the next 30 days, you know, to further discuss. And they'd obviously, you know, in order to complete a restructuring of those GDB bonds, they'd need buy-in from the remaining 75-plus percent who are not currently, you know, part of that tentative agreement. Um, it's all well and good, uh, but unfortunately, we've, we've seen a lot of this uh, in this situation until this point, uh, which is discussions and, you know, tentative agreements and understandings around frameworks or, you know, proposals being put forward, and that hasn't gotten the, the, the Commonwealth anywhere. And at this time, you know, they're running on borrowed time. Uh, there really isn't time left uh, to go ahead and have discussions with a minority of bondholders in the hope that a consensus will be reached. Obviously, there is always the possibility that a broad restructuring could go ahead and be reached, and, you know, everything will get sewn up pretty quickly. However, you know, history has shown, especially in this case, which is much more than a three-ring circus in order to go ahead and orchestrate, that it's quite difficult. And so the likely um, you know, possibility is going to be that the Congress is either going to have to come together with respect to some sort of law that is going to be imposed on the island um, or uh, that we're going to get to a messy default here uh, in July. Thank you very much, David Taub, president, co-founder, Maglin Capital, speaking about Puerto Rico and its debt crisis. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, a new look at fiduciary rules. What do changes in fiduciary rules coming from the Department of Labor mean for your retirement? We've got details. 